We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation? And welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Your guys, Cody and Derek, back for another one, guys. And in today's episode, we are going to do something we have never done on this channel before. And I'm really excited for it. I think it's going to be a really uh, nice kind of different type of video, different type of content. We are going to do basically viewer mail, viewer submissions. So I sent out a tweet a few weeks ago basically saying, Hey guys, uh, I want to try something a little bit different. You, the listener, uh, submit your cult questions that you want us to debate, and we'll pick out our favorite ones, and we'll make entire episodes out of them, drop them below. So I think the original plan was we'd pick one piece of content, and we'd talk about it for you know, 15, 20, 30 minutes, something like that. But I think for right now with this one, the, the kind of the way I want to go about it, Derek, is I read off a topic, we decide, okay, who's going to a case for this side of the argument this won't necessarily reflect how we feel about a certain topic i trying to make every single person who listens to this channel and who listens you know on the audio side of things everybody that listens to bring the juice the goal is that guys we have we we basically cover obviously get to every single viewpoint we want to get to certain topics that different Colts fans have submitted and you guys probably have submitted or thought about or debated amongst friends right as much as we possibly can how the, the way that they view the Colts and what the Colts should do the what things the Colts have done things of that nature so so different unique kind of content here for the channel yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, answering some of these questions from uh, everyone else. You know, a lot of it, a lot of it's kind of the same thing right now because, you know, there's really not a uh, a ton of information to really talk. Everyone's talking mainly about the quarterbacks and, you know, maybe free agency, but there's, there's just not really a ton of, we're just kind of in that still frame of, you know, trying to figure out what to do from here, but uh, nonetheless, it should be entertaining. Absolutely. Well, we'll start off with a not Colts question. Ironically, um, we'll start off with one from our buddy Colts coverage. Uh, he asked the question: Does pineapple belong on pizza? I mean, gosh, dude, I have been a big no to pineapple on pizza for my entire life. I don't know what your opinion is on it, but 
Well, I don't know, my, man. I, I, my personal I, opinion, fruit should never be allowed on pizza. But, hey, you do you, man. You know? Hey, ex- you, explain you to me you. why it should never be on pizza. I, I, me personally, I'm, I, I mean, for the sake of this argument of us trying to get on the other side, uh, obviously you do you, man, you can do whatever you want, but I'm one of those people. Listen, it, it, it starts with being allowed to have fruit on pizza. The next thing you know, it, these, these companies are, you know, going to start making fruit flavored pizzas and then it starts turning into, you know, straight up communism. It's one of those situations that we we, we can't allow this uh, to be a thing. Okay. We can't allow people to enjoy having fruit on pizza. Okay. All right. So let me ask you this question. Do you like tomatoes on your pizza? Uh, well, obviously you have to have tomato sauce in order to make the pizza, which that's a fruit. So I understand that by technicality, it's a fruit, but at the same time, it's part of the pizza. It's kind of how it is. It's not a topping. Topping is different. Topping is completely different than something that's part. That's been a part of every single pizza, uh, since the beginning of time. Well, oh, yeah, by the way, question. if you don't eat pizza with tomato sauce, then I question your existence. I tell bit. you what, I used to work at Pizza Hut in high school a little bit and then college. I tell you what, the people who ordered like no sauce and like double cheese, I'm like, you people must be like straight up serial killers because like nobody else does that. Like that's just wild to me how you have no sauce on pizza. Uh, that's just my opinion of it. But OK, you know what? We're not going to get into this because I actually agree. I don't like pineapple on my pizza, but I th- I could see why people could say, well, if you allow vegetables, why why is that fine? But fruit's not fine, and they actually do make dessert pizzas. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Interesting question. All right, done with the non cult questions. That was kind of a fun one to kick us off here. Um, we have one here. Uh, from Mr. Liberty at Crazy Scott on Twitter. He says, with so many holes in the lineup, would the team benefit more to trade back and make a pick for the best available, uh, for the best available uh, trade back into uh, the first round to get our quarterback? And he specified with Hendon Hooker. All right, I'll be on the side of trade back. Derek, I know you're strongly opposed to that, so I'll let you get the side of no on this. Uh, why do you say no? Well, I mean, you're in a situation of you're playing, you're playing the uh, the gambling game here, because just like any of the rest of these quarterbacks, you're playing the gambling game by staying where you're at right now at number four. And if you're going to move back, there's no guarantee that if you trade back into the first round or if you have a first round pick late in the twenties that there's a, not a team in front that won't take a chance on trying to get Hendon Hooker, right? There might be a team that decides that's the best option. And then if you do that, then you're you're really hurting yourself. It's kind of one of those situations where I think, me personally, I think there's not as many holes as what Colts fans deem there to be. I think it's just that the most glaring and obvious hole in the entire roster is the quarterback. And if you got the quarterback fixed at that spot, then it 
could really improve this team a, a lot at this point. So I think that, so if you're in a situation where the most important position on your team is the quarterback, why are you trading back to get a guy who maybe isn't as good as the rest of them? Right. So I kind of haven't made that argument for a while. Like Indianapolis is searching the situation where they need the quarterback of the future. Why would you gamble on that to go back and maybe get uh, more picks just to maybe have to gamble to even get Hendon Hooker in the first place? It's kind of one of those situations. So I'm completely against trading back unless the Indianapolis Colts uh, know that they are going all in on Lamar Jackson. Uh, it's the only way that I would see that being a thing. Um, so outside of that, I'm not seeing it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, so here's, here's how I'm going to approach this. You say there's not a whole lot of holes on the roster, but you have to, you've had to, you're losing four guys that played significant amount of snaps for you on the defensive side Gilmore, McLeod, Yannick Ngakwe, and Bobby Okereke. All these guys were critical and led your team in respective categories. So I guess, like when you say there's not many holes on the team, I look at it differently. I say this is a four, four, you know, they won four games last year, four, 12 and one last year. Okay, they got worse on defense on paper. I, I know, like, okay, we think Ebucom, yeah, he's going to be an upgrade over Yannick, at least in the run department, right? We think he's going to be an upgrade. But there's no guarantee Shaq comes back fully healthy. We hope he does. There's n- And you're not going to get, year one, a Stephon Gilmore. You're not. And Rodney McLeod played his best year yesterday, last year. So, like... You're relying on a lot of young guys to do that. And so I think for me, and the offense was one of the worst offenses we've seen in a long time. Uh, so I guess I think of it like, okay, I get I get where you're coming from with the holes, but like also you do have a good amount of holes and you haven't really used free agency to help you out that much in that department, right? So, um, you know, quarterback obviously is important, but like, you know, what if you trade back and, you know, you you go and get a guy and then you trade back into the first round if a Hendon hooker falls and then you get the best of both worlds. I guess that's kind of my thoughts. And even if if I don't attach Hendon hooker to that, right? I mean, look at the quarterback class next year, right? There's a ton of talent there, a ton of guys. Like if you're terrible, 
this next year, which you probably would be if you didn't draft. You might even be with a with a rookie quarterback. I look at that and I say, you get a lot of young talent, you get guys on rookie contracts, and you go and get your guy next year, which you'll probably be picking in the top five, top ten again. That's that's the argument that I would make. Is like if you're going to stink, you might as well get as many much draft capital as you can, right? That's what I would say. Maybe, maybe, but then again, I mean, again, the grass is always greener uh, looking at it from the other side. So it's always, always this situation where everyone thinks that if they just wait another year, things are going to get better for you. And then until you get to that point, and then there's other teams fighting for the exact same commodity that you are. So it's a gamble. And right now, Ballard is already in a big enough gamble as is. He needs to get this right now, or else he's probably not going to be around for much longer. All right. Let's move on to another question. This one from Jack Rizzo at the Jack Rizzo on Twitter. He says, if the Colts were to draft either Levis, AR, or Hooker, would they have a chance to start week one, or would Gardner Minshew get the gig? All right. Uh, which I do want to be on this time, Derek. You want to be pro Minshew or pro rookie? I'll I'll be pro Minshew on this one. Why the heck not? Pro Minshew. All right. So here's my thing. This is what I'll say about this. There is absolutely no reason if you draft one of these quarterbacks, say it's Richardson, say it's Levis, don't you want these guys to get in there trial by fire? Like, don't you want these guys to get live game reps immediately? And like, yeah, maybe year one's ugly. Maybe year one's not great for them. But how are they going to learn on the sidelines? How are they going to learn the speed of the game, how to process, read defenses, how to adjust things at the line of scrimmage, right? Unless they're in game. Like, it's going to serve them little purpose, especially if you think any of the guys really that the Colts realistically are probably going to get, none of them are going to be like finished products, right? And no quarterback is as a rookie. But like, these guys are even more project guys so i think like for me he's got they're going to have a mentor in Minshew. well you utilize that but if he is starting then they're then i just don't think that's really beneficial for these rookies very rarely and i'm sure you'll bring up the mahomes thing but very rarely does that work very rarely do you sit a quarterback and you know he he sits under it and he's ready to go right when that other quarterback leaves so that's what i would say about if you draft a guy I think you just roll with them. And if you're bad next year, okay, you get more talent. You build around that quarterback and you move forward. You trust the guy that you spent 20 plus hours with in Shane Steichen and his staff to develop that quarterback. I think that's the best route. What say you? Well, and when you brought up the Patrick Mahomes thing, I mean, people fail to realize that it's not like Patrick Mahomes didn't walk into the best situation possible. Right. Like the Kansas City Chiefs were already a playoff team before Patrick Mahomes got in there. Right. He had all the weapons in the world when he moved in. And Andy Reid, the best offensive mind in football, you already had great leadership in Alex Smith. You knew Alex Smith could put you in contention. You, you, you didn't really think you could win a Super Bowl yet, but you didn't think you could do it right away with Patrick Mahomes, but you felt like he could learn behind it while your team could also still be relevant with with Alex Smith, with all these weapons, and it was going to work for you in your favor. That's not the situation that Indianapolis is in right now. They're nowhere close. 
Gardner Minshew is not at a level of Alex Smith, and the team of the Indianapolis Colts is not on the level of the Kansas City Chiefs. And we don't know how good Shane Steichen is as a coach until we actually see how the offense and the team performs this year. Now, when we talk about these, um, this is a little bit more of it's not just a yes or no kind of situation here there's uh different shades and levels to this argument because all three of these guys are different i'll agree with you on the levis thing uh levis i think is a guy that immediately is ready to go and uh should be a day one starter for whatever team he goes to. Now he may go to a team that already has that they're paying for a quarterback, but they know that they're going to get him for the long haul. That could be the Las Vegas Raiders. If the Indianapolis Colts get Anthony Richardson and then a team doesn't want to trade up with the Cardinals and then they just take him at that point. But Levis, I think is ready for day one. AR and Hooker are the ones where I would go pro Gardner Minshew for this reason and this reason only. Uh, again, the experience with AR is questionable and the lack of a understanding of NFL concepts on Hooker is what scares me. Uh, Anthony Richardson, his biggest problem is the fact that he doesn't have game reps. And that's exactly what you mentioned. Uh, Levis, Young, Stroud, all guys with two plus years of playing experience in the, in the college level. So they know what to expect. They're more, uh, they're more used to playing quarterback. Anthony Richardson didn't have that kind of coaching, didn't have that experience. I think it would be smart for if you went and got Richardson, maybe allow Gardner Minshew to start for a couple games throughout the first part of the year. You know one way or another with Richardson or Gardner Minshew, most likely your team is going to suffer because they're you're not going to get elite quarterback play. So allow Anthony Richardson to have a few games where he's watching intently on what's going on in the games. And then as midseason starts coming along, then you see Anthony Richardson start sneaking in those snaps to take away from Gardner Minshew. But Gardner Minshew is a guy that is going to give your team confidence at the beginning of the year with Anthony Richardson still watching because the uh, personality of a Gardner Minshew is important to a staff and to a team that's looking for some looking for that guy to step up and be a leader. Now, when it comes to Hooker, ain't no shot that I'm playing Hendon Hooker the first year. Gardner Minshew 100% needs to be the guy because, again, I get roasted about this by everyone that I talk to, except for maybe a few people in my inner circle. Even one guy in my inner circle tells me that there's that I am way too critical of Hendon Hooker, but I don't agree. Hendon Hooker is just not ready. He's not ready. I don't care how impressive he is in meetings. I don't care how much football knowledge he has. The dude is not ready to be an NFL quarterback his first year. It's just not a thing. And if the Colts were to go with him, then they have to go with Gardner Minshew for the year. You'd have to because all Hendon Hooker would do, he gets sacked so many times. He'd throw so many interceptions. He wouldn't understand how to uh, adjust at the line of scrimmage as well as some other guys. It's one of those situations. Gardner Minshew, out of those three guys, Levis, he doesn't need to do that for, but AR and Hooker, he definitely needs to be the guy to start week one versus everyone else.
Let's move on to the next question. This one's from Franklin uh, at egood728 on Twitter. He says, besides quarterback, what's our next offensive weapon need with the draft coming up? He's He adds, I think Josh Downs in the second round would be a great addition. So um, one of us obviously is going to do wide receiver. Uh, let's see. What's another offensive weapon? I mean, we could just throw like uh, offensive lineman in there. At, we could throw guard in there. Um all right, which one do you want to do? Do you want to do you want to do wide receiver? Or do you want to do guard? Uh, I'll do I'll do um, I'll do I'll do interior O line. Why not? Okay, sounds good. Why do you say interior O line? Because when it comes to the interior O line, you know that here in I mean, we've already heard the reports that the Colts did try to trade Ryan Kelly, and you know did want to. Um, you know, get some more help on the interior. It may be a very important step going forward for the Indianapolis Colts to figure out something on the interior of the O-line because if you're not planning on re-signing Ryan Kelly, even if you are, it may not be for very long. And of course, at the right guard position, you need to figure it out one way or another. Uh, You need to figure it out one way or another. And I think maybe that's why the fact that there are two positions of need, one that's immediate, one that's like an immediate future that's important is the interior of the offensive line because you got to figure out, you got to you got to get some stability back on the inside of that offensive line. You feel confident with what Bernard Ryman and Braden Smith showed you on the edges at the end of the year. They started playing like the tackles that the Indianapolis Colts need. Uh, Quentin Nelson, you have a feeling at some point is going to return back to that Hall of Fame level play that we know he can be at. Uh, it's just a matter of, you know, Ryan Kelly, who hasn't been the same uh, for the last year and a half, unfortunately. And when it comes to the uh, right guard position, the Colts have just neglected to fill that spot. Uh, Will Fries has tried to do his best to sustain that position. It's just not filling out very well. So it, you need to get something in that line. Um, I hope that at one point or another, the Indianapolis Colts will um, just sign a right guard somewhere in free agency so that we, we can just focus on the interior, meaning the center. Um, Cause then you can get an actual true center that next year, when you don't want to pay Ryan Kelly, another eight, nine, $10 million, you can just pay this second round guard. Uh, that's going to be a second year player to get uh, snaps in. And I mean, there are so many really good interior offensive linemen and that second and third round. There's so many, you can get a wide receiver in the, uh, third round, uh, Cody, I, I can name like a half dozen of them off the top of my head that are going to be there in the late second, early third round that you can go and get that are going to be popping off the charts. But I mean, and that might be the same thing for the interior O lineman as well, but there's a lot of really good ones that are going to get passed up because there's other premium positions out there that teams are going to want to go for. And the Indianapolis Colts can really steal a really solid offensive lineman in a second. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal 
and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. All right, so here's what I would say in opposition to that. Um, yes, I acknowledge that you got to figure out, you know, center. You got to figure out right guard. But I will say this also. Uh, guards especially, they're a dime a dozen, man. I mean, you, we saw it a couple of years ago where the Colts signed Chris Reed for literally pennies on the dollar. And he yeah. came in with one of the best guards in football that year. Um, still don't know why they didn't re-sign him. But uh, anyway, uh, they, you know, so guards, it's like they, they're very easy to replace. Uh, they really are. You get a veteran in there. There's still a couple options for the Colts in free agency. So I really think like you can fill that, you can patch that with, you know, a Dalton Risner or somebody like that who's still out there who can compete and push Will Fries. Um, but I also do think like like you said, you know, there's a lot of good interior offensive linemen saying, you know, that you could you could grab. And so, you know, is it a scenario where I look at that and I say, but also wide receiver, like Paris Campbell put, played a lot of snaps for you last year. I know you signed Isaiah McKenzie, but Paris Campbell had a lot bigger workload than I, Isaiah McKenzie has ever had uh, as a pro. He did. And Isaiah McKenzie's a very fascinating player, but I don't think he's going to give you the snaps and the production that Paris Campbell did. He's just never proven that he can. He just never really gotten that opportunity, right? So I think wide receiver is a big need for that rookie quarterback because you could never have enough weapons, right? You can never have enough weapons. Um, you know, you obviously have drafted some wide receivers, but you need a different kind of wide receiver. You have the big body wide receiver guys and Pearson Pittman that can go get 50-50 balls, but you need another speed guy in there, right? This is a very good draft for some of those guys, right? And I think that you can get a guy easily in that third round or something and I do think it's just so critically important to a rookie quarterback success because you already have invested so much in this offensive line right now. I, I think getting a wide receiver there in that third round just makes a whole lot more sense because it's more of a pressing need, you know, because you do have guys who did start for you last year. Paris Campbell was a starter and he is no longer with you. So I think you just need to get. Uh, you know, a pairing similar to what you did in 2012 when you 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 drafted Luck first overall. You went back in the third round. You added T.Y. Hilton. I'm not saying that's going to be the case here, but you need to get that rookie quarterback as many weapons as you possibly can, right? Yeah. So if Isaiah McKenzie is your number four wide receiver, you're doing something right, Derek. And imagine that core together. You know, you build that core together, a pitman of Pierce of this wide receiver, and you feel really good about your future because you, you think those guys are going to improve. You think Pierce is going to have a, a, a better year in year two. But just to get a different kind of speed wide receiver, I think that just will really, really help out and make life a lot easier on your rookie quarterback. Yeah, it, it is quite possible that they could do that. I mean, it's kind of one of those situations where you question how, uh, you question how, everything is going to work out now, now that you have a new quarterback coming in and an offensive coach that can, you know, really get the best out of his players from an offensive standpoint. Uh, I wonder how much Shane Steichen is going to actually improve the offense uh, with the crew that it has now. Uh, that'll be very interesting to say the least. Absolutely. 
All right, this one from Ross. This is a good question. Uh, around Lamar Jackson, he says, if you could guarantee he'd start at least 15 games, would you take Lamar Jackson? Uh, you want to be pro or against Lamar? Um, well, I mean, I'll, 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 I'll go against. Okay. So Lamar Jackson, I would say absolutely. Um, for the fact that this dude's been an MVP, he's 26 years old, he's in his prime, he's a multi-you know quarterback that can that can beat you with his arm and on the ground, and also he has never really had a lot of weapons outside of Mark Andrews. Uh, he's never had really an offense that has had the kind of weapons and the kind of potential that the Colts do right now. He's never had a running back like Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Shane Steichen, you just imagine the ways that he could use him, and that would make the Colts an instant contender, right? You look about all the different contracts right now. This is not a team, Derek, that even though it probably will be, like if you were to get Lamar, like this team would be an instant contender because you have some guys who are getting paid now. They're getting paid to win now. DeForest Buckner, Shaquille Leonard, go down the list of all the different guys that are getting paid now. They're in their late 20s, right? They're early 30s. You know, their time is drawing short here uh, within, with the Indianapolis Colts, right? Their prime's getting closer to an end every year. So, like, if you sign Lamar, you already have him, gave him some wide receivers. You already have some weapons for him. You have Jonathan Taylor. You have Shane Steichen. And you make life on Shane Steichen a lot easier <laughs> right yeah. away. So yeah. for me, yes, uh, it makes sense. It makes sense to go after Lamar because if you can guarantee that he plays 15 games at least, I mean, dude, you, you might be winning the division this year. You might be winning the division. And also, depending on what you could get for him, could you take the best player available in this year's draft if you were able to keep this year's draft? Like, could you do that, you know? And go and take a Willie Anderson. Boom, there you go. You solved edge, you solved quarterback. One, two, right there. All right, what's your against here? Well, I mean, of course, you know, if it's uh, 15, you know, 15 games this year, of course you would want to take that. But again, that's only referring to this year. Uh, I think that it would take a lot for the Indianapolis Colts to go from the fourth worst team in the NFL to all of a sudden immediately being a contender for a Super Bowl. Now, I definitely agree that Lamar Jackson could definitely take this team to uh, the playoffs for sure. You would be in contention this year, but you have to question the long-term uh, effects of this. We're not just signing Lamar for a one-year deal. That's not what's going to happen with this. Most likely you're going to see a three, four, five-year commitment if you're going to sign Lamar Jackson. So maybe he does play, you know, all games next year. doesn't get hurt. But you have to question the long-term health of this because it, it's, it's a slippery slope of trying to think about what what is he going to be able to do, not just this year, but two years from now, three years from now, four years from now, when, you know, those legs maybe don't become as valuable of an asset as they once were. So that's, that's definitely a very big concern, you know, is that one of the things? And I'm sure that's one of the many reasons why many teams have declined to even entertain the idea of a Lamar Jackson. 
I mean, this would be a completely different story, Cody, if if this last year uh, the Ravens lost and the uh, the Ravens had lost with Lamar Jackson actually play. But their season ended with him not playing at the end of the year for the second straight season. So it's kind of one of those situations. You you can maybe get away with it one more time in a, in a season, but do you do you have confidence in him being able to sustain that long term health uh, throughout the next three to four years? I, I seriously have a few doubts. Okay, uh, let's move on to another one. Uh, would you take Levis if he is this one's from JMJM at Weez2 underscore on Twitter? He says, would you take Levis if he's the last of the top four left or look elsewhere? Uh, what side I'll, do you want to be on? I'll go for I'll go for it. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, if he's the last of the four and you're in the situation, like again, I like him way better than I do Hendon Hooker. And um if you're not going to want to take on the contract of the Lamar Jackson, then I think that getting Will Levis in Indianapolis with Shane Steichen, who really knows how to work with quarterbacks, I think can really utilize the effects of a Will Levis, really work on his mechanics, fix the inconsistencies that he has. And I think this it would be one of the better spots for Will Levis to end up is in Indianapolis with a quarterback guy like a Shane Steichen. Uh, there's a lot of times where we see quarterbacks going to bad places, but I would much rather take Levis at four if all the rest of the other three guys are taken versus the latter. All right. Um, I guess I'll approach this argument by saying if Will Levis is the last one, then no, I'd rather go get a proven talent in Lamar Jackson. I'd rather go just, you know, trade down, you know, or whatever you got to do or whatever it takes to go get Lamar because then you actually have a proven guy, right? If you determine that Will Levis, you don't like him, you don't think he's a future, go get your guy of the future. Go get your guy of the present. And that's Lamar Jackson, you know, or like we said, you trade down or you take the best player available, which would be Will Anderson in this case, unless Arizona takes him already. And then you go get whoever else is there, um, you know, Tyree Wilson or somebody like that that's sitting there. And then you just push off quarterback for another year um, or you draft, you know, a guy in the second round. You know, you hope that a Hinden Hooker or somebody like that is still sitting there in the second round or you trade up and get it um, just because. You need to figure it out, right? And if you stink next year, you go and get a quarterback, right? You go and get a quarterback in the top couple picks, and you do whatever it takes to get him because there's a lot more guys that are clear-cut better than the rest. And so that's kind of the argument I think I would make for the against Will Levis is there's better prospects out there in the future uh, or there's a better prospect out there that you could acquire now um, if Will Levis is not that guy. So that's what I would say um, in terms of that. All right, uh, this is an interesting question. I really like this question a lot. Um, this one is from at Ivan Burden um, on Twitter. He says, you get one transaction to change during Chris Ballard's tenure. What is that transaction and why? Make a trade, don't make a trade, draft someone else, et cetera. What say you, Derek? Uh, well, um, let's see. So uh, repeat the question again, so that way I can make so, sure that I know what I'm yes, getting myself into um, here. Um, so 
So he asks the question, he says, you get to one transaction to change during Chris Ballard's tenure. What is that transaction and why? So, for example, make a trade, don't make a trade, draft someone else, stuff like that. Okay. Um, well, uh, I'll take the action of making a trade. Okay. Um, I'll, I, I'll take the trade of moving up to, uh, to moving up to number three, at least. Uh, that's where I would go with this. Um, at the end of the day, when you're the Indianapolis Colts right now, if you want to take a chance on somebody being there, you need to make sure that, and that may end up being what the Indianapolis Colts need to end up doing. You know, we talked about it, um, on the stream yesterday and Colts nations had a few times where we've talked about it, where, if somebody outside of CJ Stroud gets picked number one by the Carolina Panthers, then that could really open the floodgates for the Indianapolis Colts. It really opens the floodgates for the rest of the NFL because if Stroud balls and Bryce Young gets taken or if Anthony Richardson gets taken, I don't think CJ Stroud gets taken by the Texans. I really don't think so. I think that the Texans are either Bryce Young all in or nothing. And they're just going to go with best defensive player available. And that's their, uh, their programming going forward. And if you're the Indianapolis Colts and you're sitting there at four and you know that there's the chance that either Richardson, Stroud, or Young is there at three waiting for you to drop right into your lap, then you need to be the first team on call with the Arizona Cardinals asking for that pick. I mean, that that needs to be something that happens. So will that happen? It all depends on what the Carolina Panthers do with that number one pick in the 2023 NFL drafts. Uh, but I, I think if there is one thing that I have to do, if I'm Chris Ballard, uh, I'm, I'm trading up to number three, just to make sure that I get the quarterback that's going to separate himself over everyone else. All right. So if I'm looking at the entire scope of Chris Ballard's tenure, what is the big like knock on him? Ben it's been, he hasn't been aggressive in the right ways at quarterback, right? He hasn't been aggressive when he needs to be to get the young guy. So for me, I'm looking back, Derek, at a draft we did together, 2021. Um, and man, I'm going to, I don't know if I can do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, so I'm, it's the same kind of, it's the same pick, right? So the pick, I'm not going to trade for Carson Wentz. No, mm -hmm. I am going to trust my coach, Frank Reich, to develop a quarterback. So I'm going to keep that pick. And with that pick, I'm going to trade up ahead of the Chicago Bears and draft Justin Fields. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get my guy of the future. And I don't have to worry about the Carson Wentz drama that happens. I give up. Yes, I give up some significant draft capital, but I got my guy. I got my guy at quarterback. I almost went not to force Buckner get Justin Fields, but I feel like the four or or get uh, Justin Herbert, excuse me. But I feel like I can get it still a really good quarterback, young quarterback here, and I can keep DeForest Buckner in this scenario. So that's why I went. So you won't have Quiddy Pay in this scenario, but you will have DeForest Buckner 
and Justin Fields. So that's what I would say. You get aggressive in that 2021. The Colts obviously had interest in Justin Fields. We've heard about this. They actually take action with it. They go up and they get their guy, and boom. We sit here a couple years later, and the Colts are sitting just fine at quarterback. That's what I would say. Yeah, I mean, it it could be very interesting. I mean, it's one thing. You're definitely right. Uh, Ballard's big issue has always been that he's never – been super aggressive and that's kind of shown in you know a couple different uh off seasons there's been a few off seasons where he's been a little bit more aggressive but sometimes aggressive and not the right areas uh right that would be the another thing to go into it absolutely so guys that will kind of wrap up here the first session we have so many other questions here mm-hmm. that we want to get to but we're almost to 40 minutes here and so we're going to do another one of these segments probably we could probably do one pre-draft just yeah. another one of these where we kind of sit here and debate go back and forth on different Colts topics you know I might send out another post here in the next couple weeks mm-hmm. and so if you want your question asked or if it's a question that maybe we we didn't answer um, that you want re-asked we can probably do that again. So just be on the lookout for that. But uh, guys, this was fun. I, I really enjoyed this, Derek. Yeah. I think this was kind of a, a good change of pace kind of thing where, uh, you know, we talked about it and we kind of were, we were trying to put ourselves in the shoes of people who would who would uh, argue in a certain way, right? Doesn't mean we necessarily agreed with the way that we were arguing all the time. Sometimes we did, sometimes we didn't. But uh, I really enjoyed it. I think it's kind of a nice thing. We'll have to do this more, man. Yeah, absolutely, dude. It's great to be able to answer, you know, other people's questions. Um, so it's really awesome to, you know, get people who are, you know, asking different questions that sometimes we may not be thinking of. And it's really fun to be able to uh, think of things in a different light. Yep. So sorry if we didn't get to your question, get to your uh, submission, but we will get to them. I promise it'll just be a matter of time when we do get to them, Uh, guys. But thank you so much for making this possible. Like we wouldn't have done this show if you guys wouldn't have participated. So we really do appreciate your questions when it comes to the Indianapolis Colts and all things around them. Uh, Guys, one quick note here in, I guess, a couple weeks, less than three weeks by the time this video comes out. Uh, We are going to be doing a live draft party on YouTube, so we hope you will join us. Derek, you did this last year a little bit. We did this in 2021 together, and we are going to be together again. We may try to get a couple other Colts content creators to join us, which would be awesome. Uh, So I'm really excited for that, man. It's one of my favorite times of the year. It's literally like a holiday at this point. Um, so be on the lookout for that guys. That's, that's just another really fun thing that we're going to do. And I really hope that you guys will join us for that. I mean, we've had some great success numbers wise. It's one of our best weekends we have, uh, from a content standpoint, we're obviously have a lot of picks, a lot of news. Um, but also we just have a lot of participation. So hopefully you guys will join us for that. Um, it's going to be great. And Hey, you know, this year the Colts have a top four pick, which is awesome. Uh, we have, you know, last year they didn't even have a first round pick. So I think the views will be up and the interaction will be up. So, guys, be on the lookout for that. Uh, in a couple Thursdays here, uh, the last Thursday, last Friday, and last Saturday of April, we will be live all three days of the NFL draft. We hope you guys will join us on there. But that'll do it for this one, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Really appreciate all your support, and as always, guys, go Colts. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early 
so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.